The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs is here, and we are going to talk all about it. We've got the Jaguars going to the Chiefs, the Giants going to the Eagles. That's on our Saturday slate. We're going to talk about both of those games, as well as the Bengals and the Bills playing for the first time since the tragedy that happened with Demar Hamlin, this time in a divisional playoff round. And we're also going to talk about the Cowboys and the Niners. Those two games going to be on Sunday. We've got a weekend full of fun NFL football, and we're going to talk about all of it today on Rising to the Occasion. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rising to the Occasion. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about when it comes to NFL football, the playoffs happening. It's 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 exciting. We have uh, we had quite a bit of fun watching the games last weekend because some of them were closer than we expected, and some of them just turned out a little uh, lopsided, uh, like the Buccaneers game, which the Cowboys just ran all over. And we're going to talk a little bit about that game as we get into the, the games coming up. But before we do so. We are sponsored by SeatGeek, and I want to let you guys know that you can find just about any kind of ticket that you're looking for when you're trying to go to an event. Make sure to use SeatGeek. They have some of the best prices on the market, and not only that, but if it's your first time using SeatGeek, guess what? You can use code R2TO for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or by using the SeatGeek app. So go over and check them out. Like I said, if you're going to a concert, if you're going to a sporting event, who knows, maybe you're going to go to one of these playoff games, you can use SeatGeek and use code R2TO for $20 off your first purchase. I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host and the guy who's been kind of lost from the program for a little from a little bit, but uh, just scheduling. Uh, not only that, but you just had a baby. How you doing, Burton? I'm a sleepless dad now. <laughs> yeah, we're well. Um, yeah, it's been hard to hard to commit time uh, lately, but definitely been keeping up on uh, on the games and uh, excited to get get into this uh, this week's matchups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good to have you back on finally. And of course, I, I always tease Blake because I feel like I always get you on and not Blake or Blake on and not you. And I always tease him. I'm like, man, you guys are just going through a feud or something. But uh, you know, it's it's good to have you on again. Yeah, it's good to be back. But if you're watching this video, make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell. That's the best way to know when we produce content. Because like Britton said, our schedules are just kind of crazy. Uh, Britton and I both work uh, jobs that it's really hard to, to dedicate a specific time the way that we want to. We want to have a specific uh, day for maybe a live show or whatever. But uh, So hit that notification bell so you know when we are uh, uploading something new. But, you know, before we get into these games, let's go ahead and talk about the games that we had last week. And I know uh, the ones that are kind of surprising, I know everybody's probably already heard about them, but we're going to talk about them because I, I know that there was some excitement. And we'll start off with the the game, the Chargers, uh, you know, wherever the Chargers were going against the Jags. The Chargers had a 27-point lead at one point. That was insane to see that because it was just Trevor Lawrence throwing interception after interception, four interceptions in the first quarter uh, it was it was insane to watch that. What was kind of going through your your head whenever you see the the Chargers take a twenty seven zero lead? 
Well, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm kind of uh, on the same side as everybody else. I thought the game was over. Um, I, it it kind of gave me the same feeling, except, uh, you know, another game we're going to talk about here in a minute did end up that way. But, you know, that really speaks volume to me uh, of Trevor Lawrence and the kind of kind of guy he is and the kind of kind of athlete and quarterback he is and the kind of mentality he has, you know, to to have a game a performance so bad in the, in the first quarter and to, and to find a way to settle down after that as a young quarterback to settle down and to lead a team into into a comeback is is pretty pretty impressive to me uh, it speaks volume and um, you know what I'm kind of uh, kind of a little bit more excited now to see uh, the future of him and, and how he does in the NFL uh, in the future yeah yeah I mean it was it was just insane too because how many quarterbacks are going to throw four interceptions still get a chance to go out there let alone co- go out there. Only Joe Burrow. It's <laughs> true. Uh, you know that was just turnovers in general. But uh, or or I guess uh, Josh Allen last weekend too. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it was crazy to see him. And I I put in my bet as soon as they went down and drove that touchdown uh, there at the end of the first half. I put in my bet at, at half they're going to make this comeback. Uh, and sure enough, they did. And I just I I knew it was going to happen because of mainly Staley uh, being a head coach. I think he's done a horrible job and. I don't know how he's not on a, a hotter seat than he really is, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely put that bet in just because I thought, you know, like I, I feel like this is definitely going to go through. I, I just don't see how the Jags don't come back in their home stadium. The crowd's still there. They still had had belief in it. I mean, it was it was crazy to see that comeback for sure. You, you walk away with a little money off that one. I definitely did. Yeah, I made made a good little profit, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, that was a crazy game. And then going forward in that night on Saturday night, uh, or I guess that was the nighttime game. So I guess backing up, uh, we had the 49ers going against the Seahawks. And I knew it was it was going to be a good game because the Seahawks are good. They're, they're still coached by Pete Carroll. Uh, and Geno Smith has played outstanding this year. And I, I'm really surprised on how well he did. And I think a lot of people are. Um, but, you know, Geno Smith did a great job. We saw a, an, an amazing performance by... Uh, their their defense in the first half, maybe uh, really the first half. But after that, I mean, Brock Purdy showing up, taking over for Jimmy G against the Buccaneers of all teams uh, who I know they've had their struggles, but it's it's still the Buccaneers and it's a Tom Brady led Buccaneers, which we all expected a little more from. Um, but for him to step in, he hasn't thrown a single interception in the seven games he's played now, I guess uh, seven and a half, almost six. Uh, six and a half, something like that. So, I mean, however many games in the NFL, he hasn't thrown a single interception. Brock Purdy has has done an amazing job. Uh, I, I am I'm really surprised at, on how well he's done. And not only that, but the 49ers defense really stood up, and that's what we expected was the 49ers defense to win that game, and that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you talk about a defense with uh, with a guy named Bosa on there, who should be yeah. uh, 100% should be the defensive player of oh. the year. Oh, yeah. Um, no questions asked. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about him and then, uh, really I, I felt as if, um, up until probably the past two weeks that Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. He's doing, he's doing fine. He's, he's okay. He's going to be a manageable quarterback, but your defense is what's, what's going to really help you continue and make a run in these playoffs, which they have. But all of a sudden, the offense has found found its its rhythm with Brock Purdy as well. So you know, I was I'll, I'll be the first one to admit I, I was not I did not get it right on the on the hype train with with Brock Purdy by any means. Um, I did watch the first couple of games that he played in, 
and thought, okay, he's fine. He's he's still Brock Purdy. I watched him in college. Yeah. Nothing special, but he's he's going to be a manageable quarterback. And he's he sure has proved me wrong, man. He's he's come to life. Um, I think you know what what was his nickname out of high out of college, uh, Mister Overrated. Mr. Irrelevant. Or yeah. Mr. Irrelevant, I mean. Yeah, yeah Mr. Irrelevant. Well, and then the, the last pick in the NFL draft in the seventh round, I mean, just all, all, all the stuff going around him. I've said this on, I don't know if I've said this on our podcast, but I know uh, I've talked to a, a couple other guys on their podcast. I was on Corner Booth last night and brought that up. But this guy is changing the way that the NFL has to start looking at these four-year quarterbacks. Uh, you know, you, you can see quite a few of them where they get overlooked because it's almost as if they're not talented enough to be in the NFL, and that's the way the scouts are, and that's the way that that their agents are gonna are gonna treat them. Hey, you're not talented yet. You're not talented enough. But whenever they stay in for four years, and the development that they get from that, it's really cool to see that development and to see how much better they can be when they do stay in there. And so I think Brock Purdy is one of them that's gonna start changing the way that they they look at these quarterbacks that stay uh, for longer terms and and. I, I think it's got to change that way, but he's he's done an amazing job uh, so far, and especially from what his expectations were. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, to be completely honest, I think Jimmy G might be out of a job, um, especially I, I if see, Brock Purdy can. I don't see how you go. You know, back I, to I, but I'll be honest. Before I said that before with uh, Dak Prescott, um, and we see how that how that worked out. He got his job back, and then to be to be fair, Dak's uh, Dak's played a pretty pretty solid game since um you know Dak Prescott's playing playing he's playing he's, good good ball right now the, played well enough just too many turnovers uh I mean I, I I think the last time I checked he was leading the league in interceptions and he hasn't even played the whole season so I mean I, I don't know I mean he, he was out for three or four games so I I don't I I personally do I feel like sticking with Cooper Rush could have led the Cowboys to just as as successful as they are now yeah I'd, I'd question that move uh myself that's why i say I, i'll be slow to say that brock purdy takes over next year i think uh i mean obviously i know what i would do as a gm yeah but i don't get paid the big bucks and i and to be honest with you i think if he can uh he can really help his case going into next year um whether it's to be traded to be a starting quarterback somewhere else or to take over that franchise um, would be to win a couple more of these games in the playoffs and, and make a deep playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really solidifying himself there. Yeah. I, I like Brock Purdy a lot. I, I think you have to stick with him, but let's go ahead and move forward. One got... brother plays in Nebraska too. So yeah. I, is... I'll cheer for him a little bit. How much do you yeah, like his Shabba brother Purdy's. playing for you though? Uh, I'm not a fan yet. <laughs> um, not, and not I don't well like enough. saying that about college age not, kids, but yeah, not bad enough to bash him. But not not well enough. To, he reminds to me of Brock Purdy team. in college. See, yeah, I, I don't okay. I don't think so. I think Brock Purdy was one of those guys that if he was on a better team, like whenever he had Alan Lazard, I believe they played together. That that was an amazing duo. But he didn't really have that that kind of outside threat to go on a guy to lean on. He had, uh, you know, he had a good good running back because he had Brees Hall there with him. But I didn't think he had enough of a team around him at Iowa State to to show how much talent he really has. And I think it's starting to show a little bit. And that might be the same thing with with Chaba too, because let's face it, Nebraska's not been good in possibly in a decade. I I don't buy that too much because I think Casey Thompson looks really good with Nebraska, uh, and of course you know he I think he's he's had some help, um, but I, I I think I think Casey Thompson looks really good with Nebraska, uh, where Ch- Purdy doesn't. 
Uh, Chubba Purdy. I think he looks better with Nebraska than he did with Texas. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. But let's move forward. So we had the Dolphins-Bills game. This is one of them that I thought was surprising. It really shocked me because we talked about it. You, you were going to put put a bet in on the Bills, and good thing you didn't because they still did lose, but everyone was saying there's no way the Bills uh, don't run away with this by double digits easy, you know, maybe by 20 points. I was, I was predicting like maybe a 20, 30-point blowout. Uh, and, you know, just just killing him because Skylar Thompson, uh, he didn't play good at all. And it, he he stepped up in certain moments where he needed to, but he still didn't have a good game at all. Uh, but then just looking at how many guys were out, the the Dolphins defense is really what was kind of the ones that, that kept them in it. Uh, not to say that the defense did great, but they kept them in it. And Josh Allen really kept the, the Dolphins in it more than anything with uh, three turnovers, I think it was, and even a couple other fumbles that he got lucky on. So, I mean, it was just a crazy game where the Bills only won 34-31. Well, let's face it, the uh, the wide receivers for the Dolphins were the MVP of the game for the Bills. Uh, if you talk about the first play of the game, uh, it should have been for a touchdown to, to Waddle. Um, you know, wide, yeah, I don't know how he drops that pass. He catches that pass 99 out of 100 times. Um, even... Uh, uh, Tyreek Hill had some had some big drops that would have one of them that would have ended up at a touchdown as well. Um, there were just some really untimely drops from the wide receivers. It really surprised me because honestly, this is one of the most exciting uh, wide receiver duos. It is the most exciting in my opinion um, so in the too. entire league between Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's <laughs> the, the only the only other duos I think you can really point out that are. Uh, maybe bigger or just as big would be maybe on the other side of the ball. You got Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Um, and then maybe going over, you got T Higgins and Jamar Chase at the Bengals. But sure. other than that, there's not really a whole lot of big time. I think I think Jalen Waddle and, and uh, Tyreek Hill are definitely the the, the greatest uh, duo, at least for speed. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, that, that game just shocked me. And it, and it was a big time. I think the biggest shock was just that Josh Allen was not, playing well at all he had he had a good game but when you look at the turnovers i think that's really what kept the dolphins in it the whole time so if uh if the chiefs would have or i mean if, if the dolphins would have won they would have played the chiefs <laughs> um in arrowhead and scott and i were talking about going down there yeah to that game that would have been awesome yeah so, I, I, well, no, uh, it's a little bit of a bummer that we didn't get to make the trip but i'm not i'm not gonna not a Chiefs fan. He's a Dolphins fan, so I I said, yeah, I'd go down and support support the Dolphins. You know, for a little while, it'd be fun get it, get out and into Arrowhead and and cheer on the Dolphins for a week. Well, you don't want to go support the other the other Florida team, the Jags, to go down there. And... No, no, I don't <laughs> support Trevor Lawrence. If Urban Meyer was still there, maybe I would. No, <laughs> if Urban Meyer was still there, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. No. No, he. Uh, that's what's amazing with their story. But uh, going on, we've got the Giants, uh, Vikings. I I saw this coming from a mile away. It was closer than what I thought, just because I think Kirk Cousins had an outstanding game. I don't care how much how much people want to call him mid that he's overrated. He still had an amazing game. Uh, you know, just he's stepping up and becoming a a franchise quarterback finally. I I don't think he's ever been to the point. I I just think he's been a good quarterback, and that's. He's now he's still a good quarterback. It's not that he's an amazing quarterback, that he's a guy that you really want to pay the kind of money. I think he's maybe overrated when you talk about how much money they paid for him because uh, his contract was just stupid. But, I mean, he he went 31 of 39. So out of 39 passes, only eight incompletions. 
That's crazy. And not only that, no interceptions on those. He went 273. I would be better, but. <laughs> I mean, not all of us would. But <laughs> but 273 yards and two touchdowns. How can you say that's just mid or not a good game? I think that's an outstanding you're, game. And you're starting to see them put pieces around him. Well, like I've said for years. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, like you said, with pieces around him. I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Then they add Hawkinson in right. there. That was another great threat to add on there. But yeah, I mean, he, he does have some some pieces to lean on. Uh, Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. So, I mean, they've, they've got a big offense, so it really helps him out. But I think that's just, he's a maybe a system quarterback, so maybe that's what makes him mid, but I don't think he's overrated per se. No, and I think he's a man, a very manageable quarterback. He's becoming the face of the franchise slowly, and not as fast as a guy like Tom Brady did at the Patriots or um, even, even Dak Prescott now. Um, but, you know, one thing I've said for years, and I think it's really starting to show, especially years like like this year are really helping prove my case even more is that we want to put way too much emphasis on these quarterbacks as if they are the entirety of the offense or your team will be good or bad with, with uh, a quarterback play only. And I think that's completely false. And I think it's been proven before. If you have a guy that can just be a manageable quarterback, he can go and take you further than a guy that's a fantastic quarterback without the pieces around him. If you look at Aaron Rodgers this year, do you think Aaron Rodgers thought he's going to be sitting out of the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, the Lions, and guess who gets shut out by? The Detroit Lions. You know, it's like, come on. And the, the Lions swept you know, them in the season, me, too. They did, yeah, which I thought was was absolutely crazy to me, and I, and I hate the way the college football playoffs runs because I watched the first game. I'm a Lions fan, and they beat the Packers, and that's always exciting because the Lions don't like the Packers. That's a big rivalry game. And then at the end of the year, the last game of the season before playoffs, it's, hey, if, if the Packers can win this, they go to the playoffs. If the Lions win, oh, they still don't go. What? Well, it was, it was only, only because... Same record. Yeah, on, only because the Seahawks won, though. So if the Seahawks right. didn't, didn't win, I was really rooting for the Seahawks to lose just because of that. But then the Seahawks are sitting there cheering on the Lions. And I, well, I still say hats off to Dan Campbell and the Lions altogether for still just being like, well, I don't care if we can end this season on a win and we keep the, the Packers out of the playoffs. What, what better way well, to end well, the season? I, I love Dan, Dan, uh, Dan Campbell at the uh, halftime. They said, uh, you know, what's your motivation for this game? He said, we just want to keep them out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That... And you know, it's like, Hey, the players bought in, this is a good Lions team. This yeah. is a good Lions team. Well, and they finally um, I think found their rhythm too. They did. And if you look at the beginning of the year, what did they, they lost, what, six games in a row? Yeah. Or something like that. I mean, they started off, and since then, they took off. I oh, mean, yeah. the Lions, look out. They they will be in the playoffs next year. I, th I think they ought to be. Um, but, yeah, go, going back to these these matchups, uh, Vikings-Giants, I, I figured the Giants would win just because the Giants were on that hot streak going towards the end of the season. Daniel Jones is finally stepping in and, and showing that he should be their franchise quarterback, which... I don't understand why it was such a long debate, um, but he should be their franchise quarterback. Saquon Barkley's been healthy. I saw that one coming. Um, but going on to the night game there on Sunday was the Bengals uh, hosting the Ravens. This is one without Lamar, and uh, I also didn't realize that Huntley was going to be playing, so I, I did predict that the Bengals would run, run away with this one based on that. But nevertheless, the Bengals 
still kind of struggled to get something moving that defense, that Ravens defense really stood up. The Ravens defense was outstanding all game long. Uh, and then the Ravens offense was kind of picking apart just in big plays here and there. Uh, the Ravens were able to move and Huntley played an outstanding game overall, especially in the position he was put in. Um, but that, that game was another close yeah, one that I didn't expect. Did. Yeah. And, and what this kind of tells me is that the Bengals are in trouble this week. If, if they don't fix some things and clean some things up because the bills aren't going to play like they did last week, two weeks in a row. Um, and, and if you're the Bengals fan base, you're, you're hoping that the Bengals aren't going to as well. Uh, neither one of these teams that are, that are playing uh, between the bills and the Bengals, um had a had a great game last week overall they really yeah. didn't they found ways to win and they're happy to be where they're at but both teams definitely need to step it up and play and play more consistent um and like i said i, th I think i'm a little more confident in saying that the uh the bills fan base can can relax and say they're not going to come out and play like that two weeks in a row a little bit more so than the Bengals. so i'm hoping the Bengals come out strong as well because i'd love to see this matchup yeah. Uh, this weekend, I'd like to see both teams uh, come out and compete because I think this could be probably the best game of the week in my in my opinion. Yeah, out of I, all the matchups, I think it's the hardest one to pick for me. Um, but we'll we'll get to that one here in a minute too. But then we got the Cowboys Buccaneers. The uh, so Cowboys Buccaneers. Let's be honest. The only reason why any of us thought that this could be a close game or the Buccaneers winning was because it's Tom Brady and he's never lost to the Cowboys. Other than that, the Buccaneers suck yeah. this year. They suck. Tom Brady, let, let's let's be honest with him this year too because he hasn't had a bad season. It's not like he was out there playing bad. The whole team just sucked. The defense did not he stand up bad the way against the Cowboys though. Not really. I mean, you, his his incompletions oh, were up, but he was hitting players right in the hands. I mean, I just yeah, I, I don't know. I saw quite a bit of, of throws that were just like at the ground, terrible throws well, that I've never seen. Tom I think Ray, a lot of in that, the back of the end zone, his red zone was crazy. He was overthrowing everything in the red zone. Well, it, it looked I, like that was to, the worst I'd seen Tom Brady play to me. I, I thought a lot of it looked like just mis miscommunication. And if I'm, if I'm, if I've got to be honest with the situation, if it's a communication issue, I'm picking Tom Brady was probably right in the two. Um, but I don't know. Sure, I, I, and that might be the case. He, he didn't play a great game. I'm not saying that he played great, but I didn't think he played a horrible game. Uh, it's just, there was just a lot. I mean, the whole team around him just sucked all season long. I think the defense really did not play good at all this year. Uh, there, honestly, <laughs> Levante David was probably the only bright spot of their defense. Yeah, um, he really was. He, he really stepped up and had a let's, ton, of, ton of plays. Let's talk about your other Nebraska player uh, breaking a record in this game. Most missed PATs in a row. Brett Maher. What the heck was going on? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think the, everybody's going to overreact to this, and I'm not, and not just because he's a Nebraska ex-Nebraska player. Uh, it happens, and you see it a lot. Not four it's in a row. It's really unfortunate. Now it's crazy. Well, sure. PATs, no. Like, sure, maybe is, maybe if it's a normal a normal field goal attempt, you know, like a decent, you know, yard yardage uh, field goal attempt, but PATs, that's like your chip shot easiest one to make, and it's not like he was in, in a sure. lot of pressure. They were ahead. I think there was some, you know, he missed one, he overcorrected on the second one, and he just yeah. got in his head from there. It was just, it was, it's a very mental game, kicking, you know, and yeah, that was, it was mind blowing to see that every time he'd miss one, I'm like, tell, he's not going back out there, is he? And sure well, enough, so, they're sending him right back in, uh, and I, then they let him kick a few balls off too. 
Yeah, t- yeah tip, of the, get, tip of the but, cap to McCarthy for putting him back out there too, because for one, like that's that's nerve wracking when you're going against the Buccaneers, knowing how much is on the line for one, and knowing that you're the underdog. I, I mean, that that that's tip of the ca- the cap to him because to put him back out there, I think that was really cool of him because he keeps on missing it. You've got to get his 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 morale well, back up before your be next honest. game. Brett Maher is the best kicker in all of the NFL. He's he's Justin set Tucker. records. Uh, Justin Tucker yeah, he might be comparable, but I, I still think him, but... I still think he's a better kicker overall. He made two sixty-four yarders in a row uh, against the Chiefs. That's that's insane. Um, he's, he's one of might the have best been sixty-two for sure, yards, but I I think but I think so to, so to be like, to oh with... no, he had a really bad game. He was off. He's in his head. Let's fire him and go get a new kicker right now that's overreacting and i've heard a lot of that um and i think that'd be really no, yeah. dumb of them to do and if they do go for it because he'll get, have a job tomorrow yeah get him to shake it off but no i, I just thought that was that was insane but that overall was, that I mean, was pretty crazy overall the buccaneers just played a really bad game again on on defense uh that was just i i don't i don't know what was going on with that but uh again let's we have to be honest about the situation it's not that the cowboys just played a crazy good game because I think there was a lot of mistakes that they got away with, but it was just that the Buccaneers played really bad and they're, they're a bad team. They this really year. Did. They're a bad team this year. And I think it's a lot of bad play calling. Uh, I, I don't know. I think maybe bowls should stick to just coordinator and not, not being a, a head coach. That's my opinion. What do I know? But let's get I into think the, I would, uh, tend to agree with that. <laughs> let's get into the matchups for, for this week. We've got some fun ones. I, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because there's really one game. It's the first one we're going to talk about uh, that I think could you know maybe surprise us, uh, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But before we do, we're also sponsored by Mahler Bros Golf. Uh, it's something that Britton and I put together. We're working hard on on getting this to to get out to all golfers because listen, if you golf at all, even if you don't golf, all right, let's put the golfing aside. Even if you don't golf and you just need a nice polo, guess what? We've got such amazing uh, fabric. Uh, it's very comfortable, and it's it, it, they're they're polos that if you do golf or if you want to wear it for some sort of uh, activity where you're moving around a lot, they're they're very comfortable, very breathable, stretchy. Uh, they're they're uh, kind of a slimmer fit. So you you know if you like it to be not so tight, then you may need to order a size up. But I personally like that. I'm a slim guy. Uh, and that's why Britton and I uh, created them this way is because we are both slim guys. But uh, you can you can always go around that. We're always adding new designs. They look amazing, uh, and and I'm really surprised on how well they turned out when we designed them and, and got them in the, in the mail and everything to see how the colors pop on them. Uh, they're they're going to help you stand out on the course. Uh, they're going to help you stand out wherever you're wearing them. Uh, we've every time that we've worn them in public, we always get people saying, "Hey, where'd you get that?" Uh, and, and every time they're, they're, they're amazing polos. And I really do recommend you going over to mylerbros.com. That's M A H L E R bros.com. And you can use code rising T O for 10% off because you listen to our podcast and we love you for listening to it. So go over there. Mylerbros.com uh, really is some amazing polos. We also have some hats. Hopefully we'll up the inventory on hats and stuff like that, but we've got mugs and tumblers and all kinds of stuff. So go check it out. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I promise you won't be disappointed. But let's get to it. We've got some fun matchups. First being the Chiefs against the Jaguars. Uh, it's going to be at Arrowhead Stadium. This is a, a game. I think it's, it's going to be a fun one because we've got Trevor Lawrence 
coming off of the, the performance he had uh, that was just atrocious leading to, wow, what a second half. Can he keep on that momentum to keep this game close, or do you see this one being a blowout? Oh, man, this one's a tough one for me because I want to see Jacksonville do well. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't really see it happening if I'm being realistic with myself. I think the Chiefs are the much, much, much better team. Oh, yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to come out and probably win it by double digits. But there's something in me that says they, they want to see and they think there's a slight chance that something crazy happens and this is the miracle. Um, and and the Jaguars get the win here um, and then turn around and lose the next week. But I would like to see the, the, the Chiefs be knocked off here just because I think it'd be a cool story for the for the Jaguars. And I saw Trevor Lawrence said that after they after they beat Kansas, in the city, he's taking all of his boys to Waffle House. So, <laughs> I'd like, I'd like, I'd like for them all to get their Waffle House in and and have a great weekend. But yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs by double digits. So the line moved last night. It was at eight and a half. Today it's at nine, favoring the Chiefs. So, do you think I'm down to you, bet on the Jags? Do you think the Jags cover the spread? So they they lose by less than nine no. or win? No. I you think, think it's gonna be double digits. I think it's a double-digit loss. If the Chiefs come out and they play yeah, to their I, I, their capability, I think you're right. Uh, I could see, I could see that you know. And Jared brought this up on the corner booth last night. He he's he's. I think he's more or less just kind of kind of being crazy with it and taking the the, the crazy pick because he's trying to win uh, his his bet uh, uh, competition. But he's he's taken the Jags to win. Um, only and, and the only reason why I see this one where the Jags could could cover the spread, I don't think they're going to win by any means. Um, but the only reason why I could see them covering the spread is because maybe they come out and the, the Chiefs come out and they start sleeping on the Jags. That's the only way I see this happening is if they, they're just kind of sleeping there. They had a week off and chilling out and having a good time going against this this inferior team. Uh, and they just come out and they forget who they're playing and wh- what they're what they're playing in. It's the playoffs. Everybody's going to be working hard. Doug Peterson's going to get his guys fired up. Uh, so I mean, maybe maybe they make it a close game only because of that. I dislike the Chiefs even more after the miracle round, miracle round I bull crap that they're doing. I think it's dumb. I think you just need to freaking sit there and play football and quit quit being the Harlem but, Gold Club trotters. But when you're bored with the the horrible competition you're going against, why not? Well, go out and have fun with it. <laughs> well, then how about you put some of your backups in to prepare them for the future and quit being a freaking <laughs> clown out there? I'm, um, uh, don't even get me started. No, I, I just, I, it just, it's just annoying. I think it, it ruins football. This is a, it's a bunch of grown men playing playing football. Don't freaking go merry-go-round and, and jacking around during the game and. And making it a show like the Harlem Globetrotters out there, you just disgrace the NFL when you do that. I think, I think you just need to get out there and play football. And if you're winning the head, you're ahead by that much, and you want to, you know, you're you're tired of the competition or whatever. How about you put some of your young guys in and get them some some practice or something and freaking play football. <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked I liked the story behind it too, uh, where I guess they were all just messing around and practice, and they did that, and then uh, Andy Reid was like, "Hey, let's try that one out." And they practiced it more, and then got got it down to perfection. And the fact that they scored off of it was, I thought, was pretty cool. But they scored I, off of from a missed tackle. But sure, I, I sure. Ooh. Okay, now you're gonna sound like Jake the asshole, uh, where you know the NFL is rigged. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, I just, I, I personally thought that the holding call 
shouldn't have been called to. It was one of those holdings that's like, that wasn't even really holding. That's that's one of those holdings that's on every play. But uh, no, I, I thought that was awesome. I, I personally think that I, I want to take Jacksonville to cover the spread because I don't know, now it's a nine. If it goes up to 10, I'll take them to cover the spread uh, that they lose less than double digits. But it's it's hard for me because I can also see the Chiefs just coming out. They know they know what's going on. They they've been here before. They need to come out and show out to make it to the to the Super Bowl. That's what their their end goal is. I want I want to give a little shout out to DraftKings because they've really been screwing me lately, and I want to give them some bad publicity. So I'm going to it on my podcast. <laughs> hey, that's that's a that's a possible work work in the in the in progress for us. So don't don't bash them too much. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll be kind of gentle. You guys really sit now and you need to get your act together. Um, they, <laughs> I don't think that's DraftKings. I think that's user error. No, that's it's DraftKings. They blocked my account for, on me. Uh, they said they needed verification. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to make bets, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm freaking killing it right now. So, so and you need to put like, your verification need... in and you're refusing to. No, and so I did. I sent, they wanted me a picture of my photocopy of my ID with me holding it like this really? with my face. And they could, and I sent that to them. And then they needed a bank statement too. Really? I'm like, I didn't see is, any of that. I've never had like, that happen ridiculous. to me. And so I sent them a bank statement too. And it's been like a, over a month now that I've been without being able to freaking bet on anything. So listen, DraftKings. Well, you know what? You still have your Nebraska you're, and DraftKings. You're a bad boy. You still have your Nebraska license, though, don't you? Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, but, uh, as long but as... they they may not recognize it since they're not active in Nebraska. It's it's legal to sports bet online in, in Nebraska, but they don't have DraftKings. So maybe yeah, that's but why. Yeah, so the way they said it was that they just wanted to verify that it was me, um, that somebody else isn't just using oh, my account, you. like my, my banking they're account. Like, hey, you're, you're, winning, you're winning too much money, dude. Chill out. Like... That's what it is, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I've been killing it. I've been making some bold bets and making some big cash, man. <laughs> All right, like, next, no. <laughs> next one for the Saturday slate. Um, We've got the Eagles versus the Giants. We talked about the Giants. Daniel Jones looks really good. I I think he 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 should have been the the franchise quarterback. I don't know why this was in debate for so long. Um, Saquon Barkley's on fire and he's healthy this year. Uh, he's he's been healthy all year really, and so that's that's awesome. Uh, they got Galladay, but they're not really using him, so I don't I don't get that. But they're 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 doing really well. The Giants are playing really well. But can they beat an Eagles team who has a healthy Jalen Hurts? No. At Philadelphia, on top of that. No. Uh, I mean, you you get, I don't know how many how many does it see sixty to eighty thousand Philadelphia fans screaming at you. Not not just some random fan. It's a Philadelphia fan. Let's remember what city we're talking about. I mean, yeah. if if you end up if you end up winning this game, you got Philadelphia fans probably going to set your bus on fire or something. So yeah, I, <laughs> the city of brotherly love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't buy that so much. My but, ass. <laughs> but so, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the Giants have done great, and I'm really, I'm really surprised that they did this well with, uh, you know, uh, Daywell st- st- stepping in his first year as a head coach. There, they did, a, they did an amazing job. And I think they have a lot to work with going into next season, but I don't see them winning this game uh, right now. The spread is seven and a half favorite for Philadelphia. Uh, I I would pick Philadelphia to cover that spread. I would as well. Um, you know, like, like you said, hats off to uh, to New York on a really good season. Yeah, um, they're definitely in stepping in the good in the right direction here. Um, but have fun watching the playoffs next week from the couch. <laughs> 
Well, and even if you win, like, all right, you're going to go and, you know, let's let's say you get past the, the Eagles. Are you going to be able to beat the Eagles and the Bengals or the Bills with the winner of that game? Like, good luck. Um, but I don't know. I just – Yeah, I get don't... popcorn ready, Giants fans. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't. I don't know. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I guess. I, I, I guess. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not thinking. Game. I'm not thinking right. It'd be the 49ers cow. Or, uh, yeah, 49ers Cowboys. Uh, so I, right. I, I mixed that up. So 49ers. 49ers. Let's be honest. Uh, you're gonna be able to go and, and score points against the 49ers defense. <laughs> oh, you got the 49ers over the Cowboys, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we, we already got this game. Uh, let's go ahead and move on because uh, we've got. Uh, we'll start off with the Bengals Bills. We'll we'll go in order here, like we have this been. This one's a hard one. This one is really hard. So right now the spread is wow, that's surprising. The spread is five and a half point favorites for the Bills. I I I think I'm taking the the Bengals to cover because I I can see the Bengals winning. But imagine this: they show up and they're it's at the Bills, so they show up. The fans are going crazy. Demar Hamlin is able to make it there in person. And play. No, he's not going to play. Let's not be stupid about kidding. it. He's able to be there in person. Imagine how crazy that place. That the fans aren't going to sit down. the The players are going to be playing their hearts out. There's already a lot of emotion going into this game because Demar Hamlin. Uh, that's the last play time that these two teams saw each other was whenever Demar Hamlin collapsed on the Bengals field. If it was at the Bengals stadium, that would even be more emotional. Uh, just knowing that that's where it happened. And I'm 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 kind of glad it's at at the Bills in that sense. But so let's let's imagine Demar Hamlin shows up. I think the the Bills win this by double digits. Um, I think by ten points or more. Um, but if he's not there, I, I I see the Bengals covering the spread, possibly winning. Um, but with with all of the ands ifs or buts out of it, I have the Bills winning this game. Uh, just because it's at, at at the Bills, that's the only difference maker that I, I have here. I, I I definitely I'm rooting for the Bengals. I hope they do win, but I have the Bills winning personally. Yeah, I also have uh, a hard time with this one. <laughs> I have a very hard time with this one. Can you at you least know, say that you take the Bengals to to cover the five and a half? Do you think it's going to be closer than that? I don't even know, man. I mean. Probably, yeah. I think I would take them to cover the spread. Um, part of me wants to say the Bengals are going to win this one. I think the biggest thing that makes this hard to, to pick is because both of these teams didn't play well last week. If both of these teams played well, uh, like if one, if let's say that the, the Bengals played well and, and did what they were supposed to do and the Bills played like they did last week, I'm taking the Bengals easy. But because they both played not up, up to their expectations, but we know that they're going to be working on what they messed up on. That's what makes it even harder for me. Uh, and the fact that it's at the bills kind of throws a little wrench in it too. I, that's what makes yeah, it hard. I think I'm going to go with the Bengals by three. Okay. So you're covering, you're, you're taking them to cover, but win. So, yes. All right. I mean, I'm I, I don't go bangled by three. I don't hate that. And I'm, I'm rooting for the Bengals. I like the Bengals and that's the thing is I think the Bengals this year are better than the Bengals were last year, but they were just overlooked last year, and that's why they made it to the the Super Bowl last year. It's just everyone overlooked them. This year, no one's overlooking them. So yeah, they're better, but everyone's ready for them and prepared for them. So that's that was cheer them on too because of Zach Taylor. Yeah, yeah, Zach Taylor. I'll always cheer on, uh, cheer them on, and support them. 
They they have uh, two of my yeah. Oklahoma running backs in the backfield, so I, I got to cheer them on too. They've got uh, Stanley Morgan from Nebraska and yeah. uh, Cam, Cam Taylor, Taylor Britt, who's who's played pretty good, pretty good ball there. On well, and I've seen the Bengals live so much that I, it's it's hard not to root for him in that sense. And I love Joe Burrow, e- even when he's. I know he dances on the line of cocky and confident, but I, I love the dude. I mean, it's hard to hate him. Yeah, uh, he's he used to play in that movie Home Alone, didn't he? Yeah, he was. He was the 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 star there in that movie. So that was yeah. that's pretty cool to see him. You know, it, he's come a lo- he's come a long ways, uh, and now he's not home alone because he's home with some other guys out on the field and stuff too. So yeah, but I'd love to he's see those a lot burglars try now. to. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see those burglars come try to rob his house now. Just imagine, just throw something yeah. at their face. Um, <laughs> let's go. Uh, th- this is the one I, we were talking about. So, like I said before, the Cowboys didn't play good last year or last week. They played a horrible team, and I, I, I that's that's as much as I can say. They didn't play bad, um, but not only that, but all right. So they they put together a good game. Let's say that they played outstanding last last week because I think a lot of people are on that. Okay, but what have we seen from the Cowboys all season, specifically from Dak Prescott all season? We've seen a good game and a solid win, and then all of a sudden you see them get beat or come really close and play a sloppy game. Uh, we see them lose against the Commanders. Just is They've been so inconsistent, and personally, like I said, I don't think they played that good. It's just that the Buccaneers were that bad. Um, and so I just, it, it's going to be a defensive game for sure. So maybe hit the under on this game, but I'm taking the the Niners by double digits personally. I th- I think that they're gonna. It's it's at the Niners. I, I I see the Niners winning double digits. See, and I say Brock Purdy's. Uh, it's a four four point spread on this game. Brock Purdy's last game of the year is this game. I think uh, I think the Cowboys take this one. He's gonna do so um, good I, that they they say, hey, you're actually not allowed to play uh, in yeah. the game against. The Eagles. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a Cowboys Eagles game next week. I'm that would be that would Cowboys. that's that's what the NFL wants, I think, because it's you know that, oh, that yeah. rivalry, and that'd be cool. But I I don't see it happening. I don't I don't see a way that the Cowboys beat the 49ers. The defense is too good. Brock Purdy's rolling. I think he's gonna be able to to put something together. You've got Debo Samuel healthy. Christian McCaffrey McCaffrey had an amazing game last week. Just keep on spreading the ball around to all those those key playmakers, and then Brandon Ayuk is underrated, I think, in many ways. So, I mean that that offense is stacked, and it's a, a Shanahan led offense. So I mean Shanahan knows how to put the offense together and, and call the right plays, and he's tricky with it. So I just I see the 49ers winning big. I think uh, the determining factor here is if you can get Pollard uh, over uh, about a hundred yards or over. Um, then I think the Cowboys win. I think the Cowboys definitely need to establish a run game in this one, um, which can be tough to do, certainly against uh, this 49er defense that's been uh, notorious for, for you know staying in the backfield um, all year long. Um, but if you can get you know a guy like Pollard um, in the 100-yard game range, um, then I think that's where you can open up some of these play-action passes for Dak Prescott. And I think, I think if Dak comes to play, Dak's a good quarterback. I really do think he is. Um, but I, I think, think he's I mid. think that he's, I think that he's starting, you know, to really show that he is the face of that franchise there. I think um, he's and mid, I'm mid. a much better believer in him now than I was, uh, say a year ago. 
Um, I think I'm less of a yeah, believer think, the more I see him play. You don't like Dak, he's, huh? He's the middest of mid. I don't know. I mean, if I if I had to pick between him and Kirk Cousins, I say Kirk Cousins is a higher level of mid than him, and I'm picking Kirk Cousins. I I would disagree with that, but that's uh, it's fair. <laughs> um, I just I don't no, like I think, Dak. Uh, I think the Cowboys can do this. I think it's probably a five-point win for the Cowboys. Um, I don't know what the over-under was on this one. I hadn't looked at it yet, but... Uh, over-under, let me see real quick, because I got it pulled up. Uh, 46. See, 46 like a, points. Ooh. So you're talking 23 points between the two? So, yeah. Man, that's that's kind of tough, isn't it? I, I want to hit... 23. Just because that's so so low of an over-under, I want to take the over, but... It is two but really then you good defenses. Remember the 49ers defense could yeah, I mean, give up zero points. Because well, and then you got you got Diggs uh, and Parsons on the the Cowboys side too. I mean, that's just two outstanding. Uh, you know, you've, you've got a, a great a great uh, pass rusher with you know a a guy that can cover just about anywhere on the field with in in Diggs. That's that's really tough because you've you've got two good defenses. I think the Niners defense is better, but uh, that's the only reason why I think that the Niners defense is going to win. But. Yeah, I don't know. This one will be this one will be tough. Maybe we'll have to get on uh, Madden real quick and get this uh, get this this matchup here. Yeah, that's that's something too. Uh, just so our our listeners uh, know, that's something that I know you and I talked about. I want to do that. I want us to to get on and do some Madden. Uh, I've got to get the software to to get it all or whatever the the equipment to get it all uh, s- streamed on here. But that's that's some stuff I think would be fun if we if we got in and uh, do some Madden. Do a little bit of Madden matchups and stuff like that. That'd be quite a bit, quite yeah, a bit of fun. PGA two K twenty three. You got to download it, uh, and we got to yep. get on there too because that's that's quite a bit of fun. Um, but real quick, let's do some trivia. Uh, I'm not sure how many. So there's we'll do just the first first ten questions, and this is just total random, uh, random sports trivia. Uh, and so we're gonna go through this, do some some sports trivia. I don't even know a uh, useful trivia. That's what we're using. Uh, so let's go through this. We've got we've got uh, some some fun little questions here. It starts off saying, "What Chicago Bears running back was known as the Galloping Ghosts?" Or sorry, the Galloping Ghost. So Chicago Bears running back known as the Galloping Ghost, and it's Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Gail Sayers, and Harold uh, Grange. Uh, I know Jim Brown's not it because I don't think he ever played with the Bears. He played with the Browns is what he's mainly known for. Uh, I want to go with Saders. Really? I kind of want to go with I kind of want to go with Harold Grange. I don't think it's Walter Payton or Jim Brown. I'm going to cancel those two out. I do think it's between those two, but I kind of want to go Harold Grange. I'm not sure. Which one are you thinking? Whoa. I was thinking Sayers, but I will. I'm, I don't actually know this. I'm just having to take a guess there. Our right, most educated you got guesses. A, you got a coin on you? This is kind of uneducated for me, too, because I'm not huge. I don't even like the Bears. <laughs> we can use uh, my wife's bottle. Lid all here. right, all right. If it goes on on the, the logo side, the oh, logo side, we go with... Here. Yeah, so the logo side, we go with Harold Grange. To the non-logo side, we go with uh, Gail Sayers. Let's do that. All right, here we go. All right, so we're going to go with Harold Grange. It's totally 50-50 for me. Oh, yeah, we got it. All right, I wasn't really sure which one to go with on that because uh, it was kind of tough. I'm, I don't really know those two names very well, but I, I, 
I know the name Harold Grange, but I I couldn't really piece him with him. So yeah, it says Hall of Famer. Nice job, ibuprofen bottle lid. <laughs> Harold uh, Harold Grange, All American running back at the University of Illinois in nineteen. That's why I did, I don't recognize him because he's back in the nineteen twenties. The Bears in the nineteen thirties. All right, so good job for us. Uh, good job on the flip too. That was perfect flip because we got the right one. Yeah. All right, what pitcher holds the record? For the most complete games in an MLB career, this is ooh, I don't know about this one. So it's got to be a pitcher that has the record for most complete games in the MLB career. Uh, C.Y. Young, Nolan Ryan, Don Sutton, or Roy Holiday. I want to go with Nolan Ryan. Ryan. Okay, because for me, I, I feel like it's between him and Don Sutton. Uh, I'll go with Nolan Ryan. I know you're more of an, a baseball guy than me. Ooh, we're wrong. Let's try it again. Should we go Don Sutton, or do you think another guy? Probably. Probably Holiday then, right? Maybe? Or Holiday? No. Oh, let's try it. Nope, not him. Oh, Jeez. it wasn't Don Sutton either. It was it was Cy Young. Wow, okay. I was too, I was wrong on it. You were wrong. We didn't even that was our last guess. So for me it was between Nolan Ryan and uh Sutton. You said Ryan, so I went with him and even if we took my second guess, it was wrong too. All right. Uh, all right. So what race, or sorry, what was the biggest margin of victory ever in a triple crown race? This is even harder. 31 lengths, 25 lengths, 12 lengths, or 18 race lengths. Uh, I'm going to say 25 because it's like the third option, basically, the third longest option, and it's not too long. I like it. Let's go with it. All right. I feel like I was secretary. My educated too. guess. Is it my 31? My educated guess was saying 18. You were saying 18? Nope, let's yeah. go 31 then. Okay, it was 31. Really? Secretariat too. I was right on that uh, in the Belmont. 31. I should have known that too because I love that movie. But yes, yeah, okay, I so don't, 31. I don't know that I've ever dang. seen that movie all the way through. Really? You got to watch that one. That, that yeah. Man, that's that's crazy. 31 lengths. That's a long distance for a horse to be out ahead. All right, let's go. What coach came off the bench to play for his team in the Stanley Cup Finals? Jesus. What coach came off the bench? So it's a coach that came off. It wouldn't Lester be Wayne Gretzky. So it's Wayne Gretzky, Dick Irvin, Lester Patrick, Toe Blake. Lester Patrick. Okay, because I'm kind of going between him and Dick Irvin. Oh, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, I, right. I actually knew that. Um, I don't really know why. I just wanted to go with but, Dick Irvin because I like the no, name I did, Dick. No, I did know that, though. <laughs> All right, so I not did, every day a 44-year-old coach comes off the bench why. and ends up playing goalie for his team in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. That's crazy. Back in 1928. Okay, for the Rangers. That's why we probably knew that. All right, that's pretty awesome, though. I, I, I don't know if maybe I, I had a conversation I don't with chat about that or something. Maybe. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if I've ever heard of that story. That's pretty awesome. I don't know if you know if that's even allowed in today's NHL, would it be? Man. All right. What I, NFL player What NFL player returned a fumble 66 yards to the wrong end zone? Is it Delta O'Neal, Leon Lett, Jim Marshall, or Deion Sanders? I hope it was Deion Sanders. I kind of hope it was too, but I think it's Jim Marshall. Should we click De Deion, Deion Sanders? Sanders. It wasn't I just Dion. hate him so much. Okay, it was Jim Marshall. Yeah, no, yeah I was, I, I was I hoping it wasn't Dion. I was, I was hoping it was Dion too. That's the only reason why I clicked him first. That's yeah, so the tour. The tour. The Vikings. Huh? I I remember I remember seeing uh, seeing this on like the bloopers and stuff like that that we watch. 
But yeah, that's, that's that's pretty awesome. 66 yards to the wrong end zone. What an idiot. All right. Who was the only person in the NBA history to be named most valuable player, coach of the year, and executive of the year? Um, Larry Bird, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, or Bill Russell? I want to say Michael Bill Jordan. Russell. You're saying Bill Russell? I want to say Bill Russell. Yeah. Not him. Really? Oh, it's not Michael Jordan either. Was it Phil Jackson? It can't be Larry Bird. Wow. It was Larry Bird. That was my last. That was the one guy I ruled out. That was the one I was pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. I didn't think he was coach of the year. I could see him being so executive Russell, of the year and, and, and MVP. Bill Russell was definitely MVP and coach of the year. I don't know Maybe if he was, if he was coach of the year. Of the year. I was, I was kind of ruling out uh, Larry Bird and Bill Russell. But I guess Michael Jordan, I don't remember Michael Jordan be a, being a coach though, was he? I don't ever recall him coaching. So I, I guess that's I guess that's why maybe I was wrong on that. I don't I didn't think Larry Bird won coach of the year. That's the reason why I ruled him out. So I was thinking Phil Jackson or Michael Jordan was my two picks. But man, we were wrong. Damn. We're not very good at this game. No, we're not. Uh we've been good on a couple of these, but man. All right. What's the PGA record for highest score on a par four? Highest man in the PGA. 13, 7, 10, or 16 on a par 4. I want to say 10. I really don't know this one, though. I want to say, four, what is it, 14 and 16? 13, 7, 10, and 16. I want to say 13. You're going to go with 13? All right, I'm going to yep. go with 10 first. It's not 10. It's not 13. So is it 7 or 16? It's got to be 16, right? They're not going to give us the I, I, I feel like it should be just be 7. It's 16. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. That's On a par four. That's, that's like... I've never done that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely done that. But I've had a snowman before. Dang. 16. And a PGA tour. Okay. That's back in 1983. Snowmen. That's crazy. Oh, wait. No. On April 14th, 2011, Kevin Na played the worst ever par four. How would you like to have that on, on your name? No joke. The worst ever with 16 in the PGA. That's crazy. I thought 10 was too much, but that was like, all right, let's go with it. And you were saying 13, like, ah, I can't be that much, can it? And it was more. 16. Gosh, that's crazy. All right. What country won the first World Cup? Uruguay, Argentina, Switzerland, or Brazil? I feel like the obvious one would be Brazil. So I don't, I feel that's like why I, I don't think it's Yeah, I know. That's the reason why I don't want to pick it. I want to so go with Argentina, but I could be wrong. Argentina, Uruguay, or Switzerland? Let's go with Argentina. No. Is it Brazil? It's not Brazil. Okay, so we were we were right on that one. Let's just, just get that off, off the record, or put that on the record. We were right. We said the obvious one seems Brazil, but it's not. So do we have to go with so, Uruguay? Yep. All right, sweet. So really, our second guess was right. All right, because I, I knew it couldn't have been Brazil. That's too obvious. So the first World Cup uh, held on July 30th, 1930. <laughs> 93,000 spectators looked on as Uruguay defeated Argentina. Okay, so the, we were really close with that too. The, so Ar Argentina got to the World Cup finals, uh, but lost four to two. That's pretty okay. awesome. All right, so we did good on that one then, I, I think, especially since it's soccer. We don't follow soccer. Um, all right, what you year did. Say, you were say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what year did China win its first Olympic medal? 1968. 34. Yeah. So it's 68, 68, 52, 84, or 36? 36. 36? Nope. Should we really? go with? After that, huh? 68, maybe? Or do you think 52? Go to 52. 
It's not that. So it's 60. Wow. 1984. It took them that long. Wow. That's surprising China because China has such a huge population. You would think there's no way that it would take that long. Man, that's crazy. So it took them since till 1952. Man, we suck at this, but we're we're trying to be like realistic with it too, though. Man, that's crazy. All right, let's go with this last one. Who hit an underhand serve to defeat Ivan Lendl for the 1989 French Open title? Do you know any kind of tennis here? So was it? Uh, I do Bjorn, a little Bjorn, bit. Bjorn Borg, Michael Chang, Mats Wylander. Uh, or Jim Courier. 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 I want to go with Jim. Jim Courier? Nope. Uh, I want to go. I want to go Bjorn Borg. No, nope, we're Matt. You're going Matt's? Yeah, no, it was Michael Matt. Chang. I was thinking that's that one seems too too easy. Um, I thought Michael, I, I was looking at Michael Chang and I was like, no, because I've heard of his name before. So if I've heard of your name, I'm not going to pick you on here because I don't know tennis. And so Give me I, some more hockey football questions. Yeah. All right, let's time. let's go Come on, on because, all right, never mind. We're just gonna go out of that. It's wanting us to do all kinds of bull crap. All right, well that was I a lot of fun though. Left anyway. <laughs> it's pulling up ads on us. Yuck. Yeah, I mean that we we were not good on that. We're gonna have to up it. You know, next time we'll we'll do another one on that. I like that website though. That was kind of cool. Uh, do a little well, bit. Well, I'm sorry that I don't know my my uh, 19. 80s Olympic 1920 uh we were wrong on secretariat uh 31 lengths i was thinking I gotta 18 get, uh, lengths is long but dang 31 i was born in 93 so let's <clears> keep it on uh, 90 or, or well, more and, relevant and chad's gonna be disappointed in us too for not knowing that the rangers uh rangers head coach stepped in to to play goalie I, what are you talking about i got that right did you were you right on that one yeah i was I right go back on the time. tape was it first first yep. trick? All right. First try, yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were right. So yeah, Chad will be proud of us then. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit of fun. But anyways, uh, if you guys are watching up to this point, we thank you so much for watching. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget, uh, we are working on our way to ten thousand million subscribers. Uh, you know, because that's 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 what our goal is. All right. We're sky's the ceiling. You know, let's go for five gazillion subscribers. Why not? How many people are even on YouTube, uh, let's let's get that number. However many, sub- let's get to like at least one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty million. Just one hundred fifty. We're already at like six hundred and something. Six hundred forty. Oh, can some of you guys unsubscribe then? <laughs> Want to get back <laughs> no, to one fifty? Don't, do, don't do that. That's gonna happen. Uh, YouTube's just gonna ban us. Uh, but no, let's 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 reach for the sky. So I mean, it, however many YouTube accounts there are that's what we're shooting for we're, we're shooting for every youtube account in in the history of even if it's dead people they have to come back to life to hit subscribe uh that's what we're shooting or their for family, their family members can do it for them okay yeah we can we can allow that uh we can make an exception just however however you have to do it but make sure to hit subscribe because we are trying to we are trying to grow we're trying to get get bigger and uh we're trying to reach more people uh we've been growing quite a bit here in the last couple months or so uh, some big things coming for Rising to the Occasion. We thank you so much for watching, for listening. You can check out everything that we have, everything that we we produce, publish, record, everything is over at risingto.com. That's risingto.com. Uh, make sure to like us, subscribe, share our content. We thank you so much for watching, for listening, for supporting Rising to the Occasion. Until next time.